News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, Michael McGrath, joins me now. Good morning to you, Minister. We're going to be getting to details of that expenditure later, but there's a new study out from Daft Mortgages that we're going to be talking about a little later that found that rising prices and less spending power means first-time buyers are about 30 grand worse off than they were a year ago. And this is a real issue for first-time buyers. You must be concerned in government that it's costing so much more for those first-time buyers to get on the property ladder than it was just 12 months ago. Uh, thanks, Jonathan. Well, I think we're we're not surprised given the strength of the property market at the moment, and uh, we are seeing an increase in uh, the value of mortgage drawdowns and in the value of applications. And I think it is also a reflection of the uh, shortage of supply relative to demand at this time. And I think figures like uh, those released today underline the importance of the government interventions in the affordable housing area in particular, uh, more direct bills now by local authorities, by the LDA, the Land Development Agency, uh, in relation to new affordable homes. Uh, the first home shared equity scheme uh, is now up and running. Uh, that will help many potential um, prospective first-time buyers uh, to bridge that gap between what they can borrow and what the cost of a home is uh, in the market uh, at this time. And of course, we also have the Help to Buy scheme, uh, which is criticised by many in opposition, but which has helped many, many thousands of first-time buyers uh, to to purchase their first home. So it Mm. is challenging. I think we need to uh, continue to see supply increase We had about 20,000 homes built in each of the last two years. That's expected to be uh, perhaps close to 25,000 this year. Uh, But we need to to get it far higher and well over 30,000 in the coming years. Okay. The concern for your government must be that you won't get the credit for the uh, impacts that you're making now on the housing market. I mean, surely you could be doing more still to win voters over. Well, we've just launched uh, the First Home Scheme. That's the shared equity scheme that allows people to... Uh, purchase a property with the state essentially taking an equity share in the home Uh, and uh, we do expect that in the coming years that will help uh, people to purchase uh, around um, 8,000 homes over over a five-year period. It's making 400 million euro available so those transactions will start coming through uh, across this year and we also have the Help to Buy scheme uh, continuing in operation. It is being reviewed at the moment uh, in the lead up to the budget uh, but for many people that that helps them to uh, get the deposit together to enable them to buy their first home. But but at the end of the day, we need more homes built. And that is why uh, the government is investing a record amount of money itself. And then we have to partner with the private sector because we need the private sector uh, to deliver homes as well. Okay. Uh, we've seen a very significant bounce back now coming out of COVID. There's strong demand uh, and just not enough supply at this point in time. But the government is doing everything we possibly can to increase supply and to make homes as affordable as possible. Let's turn to your mid-year expenditure report. I mean, the government in a reasonably privileged position, you're going to be increasing spending by 6.5% next year, but you have to do it in such a way that you don't feed inflation. How are you managing to do that? Yes, so we have made an adjustment to the spending rule that we adopted last year. Uh, That spending rule um, essentially provided that growth in spending uh, was to be linked with the underlying trend growth rate in the economy and the calculation of that was that it would come in at about 5%. But of course, that was based on uh, an inflation forecast of around 2% and then real growth of 3%, giving it a total of 5 So we have had to make an adjustment given that inflation is running 
uh, at many times uh, that predicted rate of 2%. And the Fiscal Advisory Council, I think, have acknowledged uh, the need for an adjustment uh, to the rate. It means, in effect, that on the spending side, uh, I will have almost €5.7 billion euro uh, of additional resources uh, for budget 2023 um, but a lot of that is already accounted for in the form of uh, protecting existing levels of service uh, meeting the full year cost of measures already introduced this year um, meeting the demographic costs that we know are there and also meeting the costs of the existing public service pay deal so it will require a level of prioritisation uh, across government we cannot meet every need and not everything can be the priority. We've Mm. said from the outset that this will be a budget focused on the cost of living. And in addition to that core package, which is about 5.7 billion on spending, about a billion on tax, there will be a separate package of one-off measures that will be intended to take effect in the current year uh, to help low and middle income earners in particular well, uh, to meet the cost of living. Uh, that we, we, had Bernardes, yeah, we had Bernardes on the programme earlier calling for free school books, affordable uniforms, the stuff that has been mentioned every single year for, for the last 20 years. Um, will you be in a position to make the cost of education cheaper outside of what you've already announced with the back to school allowance and school bus fares? Well, it will be, of course, an issue that that we consider in the context of the budget. And I think what we have already announced is significant. We did it outside of the budgetary uh, calendar, uh, the further increase in the back-to-school clothing and footwear allowance, the uh, extension of the Hot Meals programme to children in the most disadvantaged schools. An additional 60,000 children now will get a hot meal uh, in the forthcoming school year because of that decision and making school transport free. Uh, for those that qualify uh, for a place on a school transport scheme. So those measures do help. We absolutely acknowledge that this is a really expensive time uh, for a lot of parents with children going back to school uh, at the end of next month. Uh, We have, in recent years, uh, increased resources for schools. Um, The vast majority of schools do operate a book rental scheme. Uh, We need schools also to be really conscious of the importance of reducing costs for parents that if it, you know, if, if it isn't necessary to change the addition of a book, for example, then they shouldn't be changing the addition of a book. Yeah, but uh, should, should, books be, should books be free anyway, as they are in Northern Ireland and in many other jurisdictions that have free education as opposed to what we consider to be free education? Well, many schools do already operate uh, a book rental scheme, and that has proven to be quite successful. And uh, the government has put significant resources behind that uh, in the region of €17 million Euro, uh, to assist schools with uh, the cost of books, uh, and we will, of course, consider uh, going further and doing more in that area uh, in the context of a budget. So we know this is a difficult time. That's why we have increased uh, the back-to-school uh, clothing and footwear allowance. Uh, there is also the option for people to seek an additional needs payment, people who do not qualify for that allowance, because we are very conscious that a lot of people don't qualify for that because of, of their level of income. Okay. We've made changes to that additional <coughs> needs payment People now working full-time, for example, uh, can uh, apply and qualify for an additional payment to assist them with the cost of uh, supporting children going back to school. Uh, Just briefly, if we can, SIPTU says its members across the public sector are commencing a consultation exercise in advance of ballots for industrial action, accusing the government of failing to conclude an acceptable review of pay provisions. Is that justified? I don't believe that uh, industrial action is the way forward. Negotiation is... Uh, the only way of achieving uh, an acceptable outcome here, an outcome that is acceptable uh, to the government on the one hand, but also the public service workers. We, uh, of course, recognise 
that living standards are under pressure uh, for public sector workers as they are for people on fixed incomes and private sector workers as well. Um, the negotiations we held last month did not conclude successfully. The government put what we regard as a good offer uh, on the table. We've remained in close contact with the Workplace Relations Commission uh, up to last week even, uh, and we stand prepared to re-enter negotiations and to be as flexible as we possibly can uh, with a view to achieving a deal. And uh, I'm sure the unions will reciprocate that, and I do hope uh, that, those re- that those negotiations can recommence shortly, uh, because I think that is the best way of ultimately agreeing uh, a package here uh, that does seek to address the cost of living pressures affecting public sector okay. workers. But I have to make sure that whatever we agree is affordable, not just this year and next year, but the year after that and the year after that. Uh, and it's important that what we do here is sustainable, it is affordable, and it recognises that the government has many calls on limited resources at this time as well. All right, Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, Mike McGrath, thanks for joining us at News Talk Breakfast.